Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Afternoon, E. You down on the beach by the looks of it? Down on the beach. Needed a little bit of a trip down to the coast uh, this time. Down Chesil Beach, look. You know, yeah. a little bit of time down there. And um, have an ice cream uh, if I can find one. Uh, <laughs> so how, how are you this morning or this afternoon, should I say? Right. Yeah, boy? Yeah, yeah fine. Good? Yeah, good. Yeah, what are we talking about this week then? So this week, as uh, our viewers and listeners may have seen from the teaser, the Warble teaser that's been out there, uh, he, well, I've been chatting to James Sale, the guru of motivation, the creator of motivational maps, the wow. poet beyond belief, the man with, wow, the, 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 a brain the size of a planet, to be perfectly honest. And, I tell you uh, what, these podcasts, they're better than the BBC. <laughs> Well, it's certainly more interesting li listening to Jeremy Vine, that's for bloody sure, I tell you. <laughs> Get some great people on. Now, it's been really good. We've been chatting to James, we've been talking about motivation and employees now, and it impacts the customer experience, and we've been talking Black Pepper and Gods. So, should we listen and see what happens? Gods and Black Pepper, is there anything better? Let's go for it. So, uh, yes, hello, I'm delighted today to be joined by Mr. James Sale. Um, it says on various websites he is the creator of Motivational Maps. He is the guru of motivation. And to top it all off, he's an author as well of multiple, multiple books as well. So uh, in his spare time, I don't know what he gets up to, but uh, we're delighted to have you here today, James. Thank you ever so much. And uh, it'd be great if you could just say hello to our viewers and our listeners and, and give us a little bit of a brief introduction to uh, motivation and motivation and maps and how you got into it. Well, hi, uh, Richard. Thank you very much for inviting me onto your program. Um, as you know, uh, I have been involved with motivation for quite a long while now. In fact, Motivational Maps Limited has been running for 15 years, but I'd say, I guess there's about a five-year run into that before I actually, with my wife, founded the company as a limited company and we put the put the stuff online we were experimenting with the product manually and developing it etc etc so essentially how i got involved with motivation was i'd been a management consultant coach trainer since 1995 and uh, i had a number of clients well low dozens of clients in fact, in fact at one point i was an investors in people advisor and so that was you know you could imagine what that that led to all sorts of uh, business links and techs that were giving you work in order to go in there and get the companies up to speed the thing about it I noticed was the word motivation kept coming up, but it was very fluffy. Mm -hmm. It was like, uh, in fact, there's a book called Super Teams. It's from the late 80s. It's a fabulous book. It's got a lot of practical things in it all. But if you look at the index, it tells you how to build a super team, but the word motivation occurs once. You see, so it's like, and that occurs all the time. It's not just that. Uh, Belbin's book, his first book on uh, teams, the Belbin mm -hmm. Team Inventory, actually, I don't think has got the word motivation in the index at all uh -huh. so there you are doing all these roles doing the Belbin inventory but these books don't actually include the word motivation and when they do include it it's like a given it's a sort of well we all know what we mean by that so let's do it and what occurred to me as i was doing this work was that it lacked a uh, a language to describe motivation apart from the pleasure pain principle that is the way and towards motivation of nlp mm -hmm. it lacked a language to describe motivation and then on top of the language 
it didn't have a metric to measure it mm. and so i set myself the task of actually trying to rectify that problem so i won't go into how that came about but essentially motivational maps is the result of a problem i experienced on the ground as a coach consultant realizing everyone was talking this stuff but actually they didn't really know what they were talking about and so i wanted to actually correct that yeah Absolutely. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, in terms of the motivational maps themselves, we, from an Insight 6 in Dorset and Wiltshire point of view, we utilise those quite a bit when we're working with organisations about the customer experience. And some people go, well, hang on, how does that work? You know, and this is where I'd like to talk, talk to you a little bit further now about how does that then. So motivation, we've all got motivation in different ways and different forms, and we can now start to measure it somewhat with with the likes of uh, the motivational map tool. So um, how does that then go? and fit into the idea of employees and at the moment i think it's really relevant because we're all in this uh this horrible sort of um moment of or being on what, what i like to call the covid coaster of, of emotions yeah. uh you know one, yeah. minute, one minute down and how does that impact uh, from an employee point of view well i mean it's such a great question there's so many things i could say about this uh it's really a fascinating area and on the subject of covid just as a sidebar of course, I'm sure you've noticed what I've noticed in my, all my experiences with companies since COVID started. There are two types of company. There are companies for whom COVID is some sort of godsend, like a, 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 an excuse, an excuse for bad customer service, excuse for lack of focus, <laughs> an excuse. And yet, oh, it's COVID. It's COVID this. It's COVID that. I could give you specific examples in, in retail, yeah. uh, in service industries, uh, and it's just a nightmare. There are those who use it as an excuse, mm -hmm. and then there are those who get seriously creative about it, mm -hmm. who are highly motivated to give the customer a really great experience yep. despite it. And uh, I just quickly, I was in uh, Winchester three or four weeks ago for my birthday, uh, seeing my son and his wife in there. We had two, two nights, we were staying in a hotel. I won't go into the hotel, but basically I had two nights out. I went to a national Italian chain of restaurants for one night out. And I went to a privately owned restaurant called Bangkok in Jewelry Street which is a Thai restaurant, privately owned, where I had an absolutely awesome customer experience. Mm -hmm. I won't go into why that was awesome at this point because we'll we'll come up later on. But the national chain was just disgraceful. I, and I actually said at the end of it to my wife, I said, yeah, we'll never go there again. And she totally mm -hmm. agreed. It was like, but just to give you a, a flavor of just how awful it was, I had a pizza. I was in an Italian restaurant. I ordered a pizza. I got this pizza in front of me, which I would only describe as good i wouldn't describe it as excellent i wouldn't describe it outside it was possibly good possibly poor and then this guy walked away from me i, I said excuse me and he said well what i said i'd like some black pepper you know they get they get the mill and they do oh can't do that sir it's covid the guy, I'm, in, I'm in the italian restaurant and this guy says to me he can't give me black pepper i said well i'm sorry i said i want some black pepper with my pizza uh, and so this then absolutely phased this guy. It phased the staff. They spent five minutes while my pizza was cooling. And then he came back to me. And you know, he gave me a little, you know, those little tiny sachets you get oh, yeah. in things. Mm -hmm. Give me a little tiny sachet. And then as if to make it like meaningful, he put these gloves on and he sort of put it down on the table as if to say, look, now it's COVID free black pepper <laughs> and the little thing that you are going to take out and apply yourself. I thought, what? Absolute tosh this is. <laughs> I mean, it's just so unbelievable. So um, oh, that was a sidebar issue on COVID. But to come back to the central point about the employees, it, because it begins with the employees. 
Mm. It begins with the employees because unless the employees are completely uh, customer focused, the business is going to fail. It's absolutely going to fail. So I, I've got a new book coming out next month called um, Mapping Motivation for Top Performing Teams. Mm -hmm. And you'll be pleased to know there's a whole chapter in it on customer service a whole chapter now how has this come about well the first thing to understand is, is that when you go into a shop let's just take that as what we're buying or selling because everyone understands we've all been into shops whether we use business to business or not is another issue but we all go into a shop as a consumer we're a customer we go into a shop and um we want to buy something so the key thing about this is actually what's the experience going to be like i remember going into woolworths one month before in glastonbury one month before they shut down before they went bankrupt and I had a dreadful customer experience. Mm -hmm. I was in a queue, two people at the till who kept on talking to each other as if what they were saying was really of interest to, to, to the customers. We waited, we waited. I got to the front. I had a video which had a lock on it, a security lock, which they couldn't find how to open. I mean, it just went on. And you thought, I'm not surprised Woolworths is going absolutely broke. So these two people should have been a team a team that was working together. Four things constitute the team. So, firstly, What's the remit? I'll come back to that point in a minute. Two, interdependency. We rely on each other to support each other, not to have a tea break while we're serving the customers. Yeah. Three, belief. Belief that teams outperform individuals. And fourthly, which they clearly didn't have, accountability. Okay. Accountability yeah. to the whole organization, to stop creating silos in the organization. We're all in this and we've all got to work together. So those four things, but here's the interesting thing. When we come to the remit, most people usually interpret that as meaning the mission. So what we do. Motivational Maps interprets that in three distinct ways. There are th there's a chapter on each of these three things. The remit means, yes, what we do. That's one chapter. Yeah. Uh, but it also means the values we insist upon. That's also part of the remit. What are the values we must insist upon? And that's got massive implications for customer service. But mm -hmm. the third and final thing is actually the customer focus itself. Mm -hmm. You know, we need to treat customer focus as being one of the, well, the, the key thing. In fact, before we deal with the things that we're doing, what's the customer focus here? And there are four levels of customer service because there are four levels of motivation. There are four levels of performance and there are four levels, therefore, of customer service. Why are there four levels? Because of the Pareto principle, 80, 20, mm -hmm. four to one. This is what we all intuitively know. So, there's no service at all. That's not a level. It's just there's nothing happening. That's when you employ people who are complete bozos or completely don't know what they're doing. Then there's poor. There's good. There's excellent. And then there's outstanding. Now, the thing to understand about that, there well, was several things to understand about it, is firstly, when I say a good level of service, of course, what I really mean is an average level of service. And what that means really is a mediocre level of service. What that means is I go into a restaurant, somebody sits me down at a table, gives me a menu, takes the order, gives me the food, and that's it. I don't go back to that restaurant. Yep. That's just one up from a cafeteria, which is yep. basically, basically a poor level of service where you, you serve yourself, <laughs> you go up, you have to get it all on board yourself. Who go, You have them in a sports hall, it's very convenient, but actually nobody would go there unless they had to go there. Mm -hmm. So clearly, the beginning of running a successful business has got to start at the excellent level and it's got to start at the 
outstanding. Like what we should be aiming for, whatever level we're at. And by the way, this chapter's got five key things in it, which they're looking for in terms of customer experience and a little grid to help you uh, a chart to mark where you are with it. So I could come back to that in a minute if you want me to. But here's mm -hmm. the thing about it. We need to go to the very top level. And the book cites, for me, the greatest customer service mission statement that's ever been made. And I'm going to read it to you because it's, it's such a fabulous mission statement. If you understand, and in fact, it's got some exercises around it. It comes from the Ritz-Carlton hotel chain. Yeah. Have you ever, have you ever seen it? Yeah, I've not, I, I, I have, yes, but please do for our... Uh, okay, well, the, it actually says... The Ritz-Carlton experience in live... By the way, when I read this to you, try and identify what is the word that really is the key word in this sentence. The Ritz-Carlton experience enlivens the senses, instills well-being, and fulfills even the unexpressed wishes and needs of our guests. Now, yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't want to put you on the spot, but the wow. key word there is the unexpressed wishes. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you could anticipate the unexpressed wishes of your customers, you'd be loving them. It's <laughs> difficult enough to actually anticipate the unexpressed wishes of your wife or your husband or your partner. <laughs> ah, and as for your children, it's almost impossible. The very people we love, we cannot actually get to the point where we could actually fulfill their unexpressed wishes. And what <laughs> they've got as a credo, as a mission statement, as a remit, is actually we're expecting our staff, and they actually fully realise if you go deep further into what they're doing, only a team can do it. Yeah, yeah. Only a team can reach that level of intuition and nuance and expertise, whereby you look at somebody wandering around the lobby and you think, do you know what? They're looking for a tube map or they want to get a taxi. I need to actually go up to them and get yeah. that taxi mm -hmm. for them. You know, yeah. so this is what, and that's a hotel, but actually it applies in all business. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We have yeah. to love, and when you love and you give them those kind of experiences, of course, you retain them. Just talking about the those businesses you were talking earlier on about those uh, those people who've COVID's an excuse, but some people have taken it up and made it work, and and how mm. tech, and this is really interesting as well. You mentioned this love piece; it's really interesting because we talk about this. If you're going to get something that's going to improve the process for your customers and the whole experience they go through, brilliant. Because there's lots of great tech out there, but you have to wrap it in love. You yeah. have to wrap it in love. You have to wrap it in love. You have to wrap it in love, and technology cannot do it on its own. Yeah. It simply cannot handle the ambiguity and the need for human contact that we all have. So this is the really interesting piece for me. You know, we've it's great the insight in terms of the employee side of things. And yes, we need to make sure we get that right. And it has a massive impact, as you've said there. If the teams are working well together and the employees have got motivational uh, motivation at the right levels, has a big impact on the customer's experience. So from your point of view, just to sort of bring our conversation towards a, a close, how... How does that impact the motivation of a customer? Well, can we look I'll tell you what, well, can I just talk about, before we get to that point, yeah. we're going to ask ourselves the question about the motivators with the employees. Yeah. What yeah. I've got in my chapter on the book is actually something that will quite shock a number of uh, motivational mappers. Ooh. And it's basically this, which is that when you really think about which of the motivators are most likely 
to actually bond with and be interested in the customers, it's not the growth motivators, it's not the achievement motivator, it's the relationships, mm -hmm. in particular, the friend motivator. And I do a mm -hmm. case study based on this. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, we've got to ask, so the, 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 the friend motivator and the relationship motivators tend to be risk averse and don't like change. But the mm -hmm. key thing is to identify who the friends are in your team, because these are the very people who may be able to help you innovate because they know the customer best of all. So we have actually in the book three questions that we ask the friend motivator to help the boss of the company to actually get some ideas. So just to put these two, are you interested? Can I give them to you? Do you, you yeah, please do. Yeah. yeah. So Richard, I hope you don't mind, but I wanted to talk to you personally for your help because I know from what I've seen of your work, from your map, that you really care about the customers, perhaps in a way that others don't quite get. Are you happy to help me here? So it's a setup question. Mm -hmm. It's not assuming that you're you're the employee, so you're bound to tell me what I want to know. I want you to help me. Great. Now that really appeals to the friend motivator. The actual question is: I'm concerned that we're not doing all we could for our customers, and that we could add a lot more value in our offerings to them. What do you think we could do to be better in this specific area? And then a follow-up question, which is, that's some great ideas. How do you think we can sell this to the rest of the team? How can we implement this to your customers afterwards? Is there a time frame you have in mind? It's drawing in the people who've got this kind of rapport, who know the customer best in yep. order to take some ideas from them. Because yep. they will know best how to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. So, no. that, so, so on a motivational front, I think getting down to the relationship type motivators yeah. with the staff mm -hmm. is actually and unlocking the power that's in them is really where the action is going to be. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, the, the maps are a really great tool of understanding where your teams or individuals within your team sit. Uh, yes. where their motivations lie so being able to pinpoint those and have the right conversations with the right people is going to benefit the organization but ultimately as you've just mentioned there it's going to be a benefit for the customers and and if we if we're focusing on the customer then you retrofit or you you work backwards then it, it does have an impact on the employees because they see the customers having an enjoyable experience they're returning etc cetera, etc cetera. so you know the, yes. the, 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 it all, all comes together doesn't it in the end so it's fantastic and and then that sort of links to that that, that previous question i'd ask you about that the motivation of the customer then to return yes you know there's, yes. there's an area for them to come back is there not because yes. they have their own motivators yes so, well okay let me give you one thought about that because we've yeah. talked about the, the need to to love the customer at some level which is not superficial or manipulative it's got to be kind of sincere and I, yeah. we've all experienced this where people really want to help you they really want to help you they really seem to have this focus on you and solving your problem whatever that happens to be even online you can you can sometimes get even when you phone up a bank or a telecoms company you sometimes just get lucky with yes. that one person who is really there who isn't going to pass the buck yeah so that's really good so i would just make one point on this since i realize we've probably got uh, running out of time but in my system of the map we have four levels of service mm -hmm. And for poor, good, excellent, outstanding. You can call them different things, but that's what we like to call them. But here's the thing to keep in mind, which I think is really important about bringing the customer back. The difference between poor and good service is very big. It's a big jump. It's a chasm. The difference between good and uh, excellent service is a big jump. It's a chasm. It's a big thing. The difference between excellent and outstanding is not a big jump. Mm -hmm. It's a small jump. 
It's almost like a mindset jump. And the difference, actually, and it's why I use the word outstanding, is actually contained in the word outstanding. Because somebody who performs at an outstanding level stands out. So what I'm really saying is, is that it's not enough to serve the customer in an outstanding way, in an excellent way. You have to, in a funny sort of way, tell them you're doing that. Mm-hmm. You have to remind them. In fact, a word I'd like to use rather than tell is to remind them. It's a, a kind of self-PR you do on your own performance. And in telling yourself you're performing at this excellent level, you actually reinforce the fact you're performing at that level, which actually gives you more energy to perform yep. at that level. So you've got to ask yourself, have we told our customers all we need to tell them about what we're doing? Mm-hmm. Are we reminding them in subtle and not so subtle ways about, you know, hey, when you're with us, this, this is what you're getting. This is the solution. This is, this is fabulous, isn't it? This is the experience with us. Yeah. Compare that. Here's the Bangkok uh, restaurant in, in, in Winchester. And here's the dreadful thing on the other side of the road with the chain. Oh, jeez. Oh, Don't go there again. Don't go there again. <laughs> Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. And I, 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 I absolutely agree. You know, there is that. Where are you shooting for in terms of your mission for your and um, what's your goal for your customers? What do you want to, for them to say, think and feel, feel about your organization? And that motivation part is, is that is the, is the feelings, is the energy, as you talk about it in, in your books. And we know if the energy is there, the customers can sense that energy. And they're attracted back to it as well. So yes. there's a, it's a great way of, of the PR, of ensuring your, your own PR there. It's well, absolutely superb. Absolutely. Can I give you one last thought then on that? One, one a, last one. A word, I, a, a word I haven't used yet, and that's actually it's this. It's enthusiasm. And it could be said, it's a form of motivation, basically. But enthusiasm is arguably the single most attractive quality in another human being. Aside from looks... Aside from qualities and intelligence and creativity, actually what people like, it's why we love children, because children are incredibly enthusiastic. But here's the thing that's perhaps new about this. The word enthusiasm comes from the Greek, enteos, God-inspired. Whenever we find people, it's like they're actually, when we find people who are really enthusiastic, there's a sense of God-like ability about them, male or female. It's actually an incredibly attractive thing. Mm-hmm. So that to have an organization, a team of people that are like that, that they're all inspired, it's like a divine situation. <laughs> and what, what, what an amazing place to end our brief discussion, James. Thank you ever yeah. so much. Insight from the motivation, energy point of view. Let's all be enthusiastic. Let's all be enthusiastic about working with our customers and our clients out there. So, and, uh, and, and James, when is your book available? Is it out? The 15th of December, it's due out on the 15th. It's available at the moment. You can just check amazon.co.uk. You'll find Mapping Motivation for Top Performing Teams. It's there. You get a discount if you order it in advance. So I strongly recommend it. It's full of great stuff, not just on customer, but on motivation generally, on a whole range of fascinating things, Richard. <laughs> of course, of course, James. Thanks ever so much for your time. It's great to see you and um, have, a, have a great weekend and we'll speak to you again soon, no doubt. Thank you, James. I look forward to it. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you, Richard. Bye. Bye-bye. So there we go, Mr. James Sale. You could sit and listen to him for hours and hours and hours. I, as you could probably tell, I had to try and sort of squeeze him down into uh, into uh, sort of within the 20 minutes or so that we're, we're trying to get our conversations in. But I could have spoken to him all day. Really, really interesting stuff. What what, what, were, your, what were your key points out of that one, Mr. Huxtable? Well, I tell you, 
you know, if motivation and uh, getting as much packed into 20 minutes was an Olympic sport, he would be in Team GB, wouldn't he? My head is just like, <laughs> oh, wow. Um, talk about expand my knowledge. Yeah, look, wow, what an absolute font of not just knowledge, but really, really interesting stories. And his perception of how he links motivation to directly to the customer experience is just you know he made he said something didn't he? he said you know when he was talking about when he was working with belbin um and he was to uh i think he was um uh something else he was talking about he used to oh um the uh investors in people he was talking about how everyone talks about motivation and they all thought yeah. they knew what motivation was but there was no measurement so he, mm -hmm. you know he set about he set about defining that to motivational maps and i and um so yeah, what 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 an interesting what an interesting guy. I thought his theory on um, well a couple of things. Firstly, his point around how businesses have reacted to the mm -hmm. pandemic. There's been a group that have used it as an absolute excuse to give rubbish service. And my God, thank God for that group of really rubbish businesses because they've given us something to talk about in the last seven <laughs> weeks. So thank you for that. But then he talks about this other group that, um, you know, really, you know, taking the ball by the horns and mm. trying to delight, delight their customers. And boy, he's got that bang on the money, I think, yeah. anyway. Yeah, no, no, I absolutely agree. You know, it, it, it's it's a challenging uh, way of looking at things, but he's absolutely right. You know, there are people who've gone, well, yeah, it's because of COVID. It's like those, so those people we often talk about when we talk about, you know, gaining some insight now thinking about what's going on with your with your with your clients or your customers and people say oh we can't do that we're too busy <laughs> i mean if there was a table here right now i would be smacking my head against it because it's just one of those what do you mean how what, what yeah so it's always this excuse isn't it it's that, that, that desire to want to make a you know a, a move forward and i think his comment about you know enthusiasm you know the organizations who see the opportunity have got the enthusiasm and guess what people are drawn to them um, so, you know, being godlike in the way you are acting within your business and your teams are, he's got, it's spot on, you know, motivation, you can feel it, it is energy, it is energy. It, it is energy, and, and, and another great example that I, that, that's really resonated with me, actually, uh, that I'm going to, I'm going to reuse going forward, I'm going to mercilessly steal this from, from, from James Sale, is his comment around his two restaurants that he went out to. And, and the first restaurant that was a, a pizza chain uh, that he bought a pizza in with his wife and his son and daughter-in-law, I think he said. And uh, he, he had his pizza and he asked for black pepper. And then he, they, they, they looked at him <laughs> as if I was to say, black pepper? Have you not heard of COVID? Um, and, and, you know, coming back with a little, uh, you know, packet of pepper and, he, you know, they went like, such a, and look, I'm being, look, I'm being glib and there will be lots of reasons. I'm sure that that, that particular chain has said you can't, you know, do mm. the old pepper above the pizza. Mm. But really, you know, have we lost all sense of common decency and common sense? Yeah. Um, and, then he, and he contrasted it, didn't he, with the, the private restaurant mm -hmm. that he went to and, and, you know, talked about how different that, that experience that experience was and you know directly linking that you know that motivation in that that restaurant that you know they were on you know it was down to them if that restaurant was going to be successful and therefore they were going the extra mile they were motivated to be successful yeah. as opposed to the young man that was working in the chain restaurant which you know turned up for his job i'm sure he was a very a lovely well-meaning young man but actually you know probably wasn't uh, a massive uh, 
a massive focus of his to make sure that the client experience was all or the customer experience was, all. It was more about making sure he didn't give anybody COVID through, you know, passing them some black pepper, which, yeah, you know, which, it, that is yeah. a metaphor, I think, for this whole 12 months that we've been in around, you know, people, um, people following the rules, not following the rules, taking things to the extreme, not taking things to the extreme. Yeah. And, and that is just a, a really good example of it. And, and, and it's, it's a great way of looking at it as well from that buy-in. So when you, know, when you think about your teams in any organisation, so you've got your front of house staff, you're in a legal firm, you're an accountancy firm, you've got your front of house staff. Are they bought in to the new process that's been put in, put in place because of COVID? Do they understand the bigger picture? This is where our motivation uh, comes into play. As James said, we've got nine motivators. They're into three sections and they make a big difference in terms of how much energy we actually will give to the job we do because it's from within. This is deep, this is deep stuff and it drives our behaviours. So if we understand what's motivating us ourselves, we've got awareness, brilliant, because we can adjust what we do and how we do it and if you've got front of house people whose motivations don't lie in front of house way of thinking about things you know they haven't got the friend motivator they haven't got the desire to build relationships then is there another way you can do things and this is all about stopping thinking reflecting as we've said before so i think the key thing you know that comes out of it is again we say it all the time start with your teams how how motivated are they because the customers pick up on it and, and the customers pick up on the behavior and that's the key thing. So, you know, um, we, 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 we can offer the, uh, the motivational maps to uh, any of our listeners out there who would like to understand what's going on with them, with themselves as a leader or with their teams, because um, we can look at the team uh, maps as well. And we can really understand what your percentage is. Yeah, we, that's right. You can put a score to it. How do you do that? Well, it's really simple. 10 minute yeah. questionnaire. You get your report. It's nice and easy. And then you can see how much a drop in motivation. I mentioned my COVID coaster. When you're on the bottom part of that COVID coaster ride, that, you know, how do we get people back out of that quickly? Because when they're back out of it quicker, they're performing at higher levels, customers happier. I've said yeah, it many, many times. I'm going to keep saying it. It's true. A huge thank you for like, sharing, commenting. We want more people to hear what we're warbling about. Um, even if they just like cider, it's fine. <laughs> it's still better. Um, <laughs> yeah, it don't matter. And we might even do for Christmas, we might even just cider review for you. Um, you know, the best live. cider is 2020, live cider. <laughs> live cider um, tasting. That could end it. could be horribly, that, horribly messy. Horribly that messy. could go exceptionally <laughs> badly. The, the final question I want to ask you, Rich, before we go, and I'm sure all of our listeners and watchers are thinking about this. When do you when do you start in your new role as Santa? Because that well, beard is coming on a tree. This is this is the thing, you see. You know, I'm thinking. It's been a little bit quiet over COVID. We got, we've been talking about pivoting. We've been talking about pivoting. I'm thinking I could be the West Country uh, Father Christmas and that look. Now, Ryan, have you been a good little boy this year? Well, have you? I, well, I like to think I have. <laughs> anyway, anyway, have I, a great we, week, everyone. <laughs> I've been Richard Knight. And I've been Ryan Huxtable. Cheers. Now extended through January 14th, join a clean and spacious Planet Fitness for zero enrollment and only $10 a month. With tons of equipment and free fitness training, it's the perfect place for everybody to work out. Even me, mister, I'm so stressed I grind my teeth more than most people grind coffee. Especially you. Give your anxiety-clenched jaw a rest. My molars will be so happy. Start feeling fantacular today. Join in-club or at planetfitness.com. Zero enrollment, $10 a month, cancel anytime. Deal ends January 14th, C-Club for details.